Skalmöj! Skalmöj! Skilder Kravnir! Skegel! Skalmöj! Skilder Kravnir! Skegel! Skalmöj! Skilder Kravnir! Skegel! Hello. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Note to sell. Cut out 30 seconds of episode. No, no, you should keep it. <laughs> we'll I'm see so how many bad. listeners we don't get the next episode. Mm. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> um, hello. We are back this week, and I am Autumn. Autumn. <laughs> Very good at introductions. It's definitely a talent and a skill that you've <laughs> much work into. I'm the always judgmental Ichabod. It's me. It's Luke. I'm here. And my name's Melina. I'm here for the snacks. <laughs> there are <What>? snacks. <laughs> exactly. Autumn, what are we talking what about today? Snacks? Oh my god, you guys. I am stoked. I love a lot of the mythology. And it's a nice break from the heavy history. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I actually also she's absolutely not, love that, too. Teasing. Well, let's go. I can see the look in her eyes. She was serious. Very serious. serious. She wanted to fight us. All right? the, serious I mean, I feel like that's mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Freya um, has all kinds of different names. Obviously, the original spelling was F-R-E-Y-J-A, but they all mostly sound the same. And um, just to get a little bit of her family connections and everything, she was the sister of Freyr, F-R-E-Y-R, and the etymology of his name is Lord and her name is Lady. Pretty comparable. They're also twins. Um, he is the god of sexual and ecological fertility, Harvest, wealth, and peace. She is the daughter of Njordur, a.k.a. Njord, um, who is the principal god of the Vanir tribe. He's the god of wealth, fertility, the sea, seafaring, the storm, fishing, wind, basically anything seafaring. I'm sensing a reoccurring theme here. They're all somehow linked to fertility. Yes, yes, and you will see that a lot of the time is even though they're different well, gods and goddesses. This is a family show. <laughs> What is family? Really? <laughs> well, let's talk about fertility. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, she's the mother of Nos and Jersemi. The etymology of them is treasure, precious, valuable, going along with that wealth and riches that come with seafaring. Um, but they, there's not much known or said about them. They're only very briefly mentioned in Gilfigening, which, good luck to that, in the prose edda. Um, this is one of the more disputed uh, information about Freya. She's the wife of Odor, quotation marks, who the academic and scholarly community have surmised all but confirmed to be Odin. Um, similarly, is more or less of a given that Freya and Frigg are one and the same. I'm sure we might do some episodes about those specific ones, because there's a lot. Woden, Odin, Odor, Freya, Frigg... Yeah, and that's one of the neat things about things that 
weren't written down since they didn't have a written language. Right. It's all passed on by word of mouth. So as they travel, there's going to be some linguistic drift, some slight changes in the story. So they all... I mean, that's how language evolves. It starts it's in like one space, It's like that game it of telephone up. over hundreds of thousands of years. Yes, except exactly. it's more campfire stories. Mm. They didn't have Ooh. telephones back then. They only had cans on strings. They had cans. They had cans? <laughs> on strings, yes. They could, form, they could make tin? Yes. Yeah. Wow. The iron yeah, in the industrial amazing. age? That's amazing. nuts. That's what the word telephone came from. It was originally the mm. tinophone. Tinophone, was it? No. <laughs> no. I thought about keeping <laughs> that going, but someone might actually believe me. <laughs> now you they say something will. with enough authority. That's very true. It's too easy a lot of the times. Which is why Freya and Frigg are the same person. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she uh, is written to be forlorn um, over the constant disappearances and travels of her husband, Odor, um, which would make sense if it's Odin. Oh, I know, Odor. Are you going to make a smell joke? No. <laughs> As he furiously bites his own lip. No. Um, I thought about it, but I thought it would stink. But I'm. You slipped it right in there. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, it's the not. goddess of fertility. Continue. I know we we will know very quickly why she is my favorite goddess. Um. <laughs> She was forlorn by his frequent traveling of the world, and it's very famous in a lot of the sagas that she would uh, search, crying tears of amber and gold, red tears, things of that nature. And amber is one of her main associated stones and colors. That um, sounds really uncomfortable. That does sound really uncomfortable. Sharp. <laughs> like, I do wonder, like, the logistics of crying precious stones... Like, does it come out as a liquid and just solidify? Like a liquid amber? That's, I would guess. But then you got to think about the, the temperature of her eye sockets to be able to melt gems. I assume magic was involved. Oh, you know, that actually makes sense because she was also the main practitioner of Seydir and the creator of Norse magic. Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, I know it's really important for a lot of practitioners of Norse paganism that Frigg and Freya are worshipped as separate characters. A lot of time Frigg is more seen as like the homely hearth fertility type situation, whereas Freya is like love, lust, sex, war, battle, and everything like that. Just letting you guys all know, all forms of practice are valid. And like a lot of other um, things like the Norns, Erd, Vodont, Verdandi and Skal, they're the triple goddess. The, I try to think of them as aspects of the same coin. Um, and then my one little thing for etymology is ladies in both the Norse and Germanic cultures were <coughs> res, uh, were called fru, F-R-U-E, which a lot of times was fru, which translated to frau and hausfrau, your woman and your housewoman and stuff like that. And that comes from Freya. I like it. It's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. And then we can get back and go into her domain. For general, uh, her domain and general of the Valkyries. Yeah. Ooh, general of the Valkyries. I love it. So goddess of love, sex, lusty, fertility, bounty, beauty, magic. Or how do you say that? Seydir. Seydir. Seydir you know, is fine. Someone <laughs> that should know how to roll their R's Seydir. did not roll my R on oh, that one. Oh, <laughs> because you're Latin. Yes. <laughs> you can't just say that. 
she starts, yeah. she starts speaking like old Latin. She's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like summoning the demons. In the <laughs> so how do you say this? Because you would know. Just, I gotta ask a demon first. Hang on. Let me summon first. Because <laughs> that's the only usage of Latin in the common day is the summoning of demons. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. hey, I need you to need your help. And monastic chants, which is kind of funny <laughs> that those are the two. Opposite ends of the spectrum there. <laughs> but yes, so goddess of magic, fate, gold, wealth, war, and death, as well as the queen and general of the Valkyrie warriors. She got around with all those um, different domains for sure. She's a boss-ass bitch. I mean, she, why not? Absolutely. Why stop at one? Uh, no agreed. need. No need. She is seen and considered as almost on par with All Father Odin himself. She was also considered the most beautiful of goddesses, lusted after by all, and was very sex positive. You mm. know, the more and more we talk about her, the more and more I love her. Yes, queen, I know. She's fantastic. <laughs> she and her Valkyrie warriors search the battlefields for the most worthy of the slain and take and take gets the first and gets the first pick of half of the combats to take to flock what is Volkvanger. it Volkvanger. um it's described as the heavenly fields of which she rules over where um she, she rules over and where her hall Sesrum Sesrum thank you you can see me reading ahead <laughs> you help me with all these is located so so she got first pick then Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she did. Oh, see, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, a lot of the people, when you talk about, oh, going back to Valhalla, they forget a lot about Sisrumnir and the other half. And mm-hmm. a quick tangent, like, going back to Valhalla <laughs> isn't just a life of endless parties and fights. They're stocking up for Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason they're taking the fighters there. Mm-hmm. It's to fight. And they're just keeping in practice for the final battle. Absolutely. And like the Valkyrie, and they say that her army was very similar. And obviously, I'm sure she would um, recruit the women as well to continue her Valkyries. And then, oh, yeah, more. They just like she had her own domain. That's why a lot of people say that she's kind of on par with Odin as far as like meaning of the religion, just because she she gets the first half of that. She's the one that taught him magic. She she's got she's just like this huge powerhouse. I was going to say, yeah, because I mean, she got first pick and then. Not to say, like, everyone else was, like, secondary, but, like, literally secondary ones went to Valhalla. So you almost kind of wanted to be on the first pick team. So I, I, I certainly would. I know, a lifetime right? of living with Freya exactly. and her creed. So after the first wave of travel back to Sesrumnir, is that what you said? Close, Sesrumnir, yeah, exactly. Sesrumnir. <laughs> the Valkyries returned to send the second half to Odin and Valhalla to get ready for the final rites of Ragnarok. Love it. So now we're going to move on to uh, some of the magicy magic stuff. Um, so it was Freya uh, who was, as the saga tells, uh, the first and best practitioner of the magical arts of Sadir. Uh, Sadir was often used as a form of receiving prophecy and divination, uh, reading the entwined threads of fates reflected from Yggdrasil. Uh, it was said that Sadir practitioners uh, could also use their powers to change or push fate in one way or the other. Um, Although this is one of the most notable skills, it could also be used for almost any um, any use that the practitioner desired. Magical healing, love spells, protective charms, hexing, cursing, and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, Got all that jazz. So a uh, so a, a portrayal of of possible satyr, um, although it's probably inaccurate, is the uh, the the prophet in um, Vikings. Um, you know, blind guy, mm-hmm. um, lick my hand guy. Um, That's the one. So uh, the character is almost as ancient. <laughs> Uh, is is portrayed as an ancient withering male creature Ragnar uh, goes to talk to, um, but yeah, getting back to to Freya, her skills within the magical arts uh, were sought after by both mortal and gods alike. Uh, she would often travel to both Asgard and Earth uh, to be paid for uh, shaman services. In fact, these were these very services were the main reason for the Aesir Vanir Wars uh, that we will go into in depth in a later episode. Um, but she was also the one who taught these magics to Odin himself, uh, who, who knew, uh, no bounds to his endless pursuit of knowledge. Cause he's addicted to knowledge and he wisdom. Sure was. Um, he was one of the only male gods to have learned the art. Uh, it was considered a feminine art, but any male found in practice were shamed, outcast and sometimes killed, but Odin do what he do. Mm-hmm. He does. He does whatever he wants. Who's going to tell him no? <laughs> Nobody, no. basically. Nope. I mean, Before. anybody who's going to tie himself up to a tree and hang there just to learn it is not someone you're going to mess with. No, really, to be honest. His... Oh. Um, before we start the next part, as Ichabod had kindly pointed out to me before the episode, I do some light jokes about Loki. I actually love Loki him. Loki is no joking matter. Uh, it's true, it's true, but I love me some trickster gods, and no Lokis were harmed in the making of this episode. We love that person, <laughs> but well, there's some quips. <laughs> quips about Loki. <laughs> He's a stern and serious person. Absolute stern and serious. Yeah. But, uh... Carrying on from this, you know, we've talked about how, or some of the reasons that Freya was who she was, what she was over with the magical items, but and now she had a specific talismans and sorts that were associated with her. Uh, she has a lot of animals, and a lot of them are somewhat related to traveling. She has a chariot pulled by two giant Norwegian forest cats. Oh, so metal. Right. So and to be fair, if you've ever seen a Norwegian forest cat... They are massive oh gosh, things. I've seen videos of one pulling a person on skis as they're trotting through the snow. So two of them pulling a chariot seems perfectly reasonable to totally. me. Totally. And also a goal to which I aspire. I think we should all aspire to a cat-driven chariot. That's pretty... I've tried, but mine do not cooperate. Because <laughs> they're cats. And they just go... Mm. Or they do the thing where they flop and just will not move. They're just like that full dead weight and just... Well, I took Eric on a leash once and it did not go well. (laughs) How about you pull me on a sled? How about that? How about we just stay inside and we can stare at people through the window? Can't we just do that (laughs) instead? And judge them. (laughs) Always. A perfect Mm -hmm. match for you. It really is. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that forest cats would stare at through the windows are falcons and birds. Oh, that was smooth. I thought so. And Freya had a, a cloak of falcon feathers that would allow the user to fly through the skies, often unobserved and invisible, because they look like a bird. Hmm. She would frequently loan her cloak to other gods, sometimes with more persuasion than others. And Loki would use it to travel to Jotunheim and rescue the goddess Edun. Freya had another option to travel, which is her boar Hildsvini, the battle swine, which she rides when she's not using her cat chariot. Uh, they're in the shop, or washing, or uh, just being <laughs> lazy. Uh, Loki has made up a story 
which the boar is really her human lover, Othar, in disguise, and therefore he concerts, constantly accuses her of being immoral by riding her lover in public. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a scam. King of the, sh- the slut <laughs> I love it. I think it's just a clever pun. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, no. Riding her lover in public because she rides the boar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. No, I did get that pun. I thought you were saying a pun on top of that one. Sorry, sorry. No, no, I believe Freya was already on top of that one. Oh, <laughs> mic drop. I'm not actually dropping it. <laughs> yeah, these please mics. don't. We have these set up. And they're, they're delicate instruments. Yeah, but all of these, phenomenal as they are, aren't her best thing best and most precious possession is the Bracing Common. Okay, I'm so excited. I've been wanting to tell this story since we started this podcast. It's the I only love reason it. she's here. To this be honest. This is Autumn's last episode. <laughs> <laughs> she's, just... she's going to peak in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All downhill after this. Oh no! It's been so short. <laughs> okay. Brisingaman. Um, it was a necklace Freya happened upon exploring a Dorvan keg. The keg. <laughs> a Dorvan cave. Um, she felt inex- inexplicably drawn to. Upon entering the forge, she noticed four dwarves creating the most striking and beautiful necklace she had ever seen. Made with pure gold, lavish with amber stones, um, by the best of all handcrafters of Norse mythology, of course, the dwarves. And always remember that anything within the Viking mythology that has to do with gold or riches or jewelry, that is... Um, how they showed their class, how they, that is obviously, that was one of the yeah. drawings of their entire culture. Yes. <clears throat> so it was a big deal. <laughs> um, immediately after seeing this, she offers up riches, gold, silver, as a trade for the necklace. The dwarves stated that they already have enough all that, they can make it as much, as easy as they can, but they would allow her to leave with it if she spent a night with each of them. She was happy to oblige, for goodness sake, she is the goddess of love, sex, and fertility, um, and as well as lust. I don't feel like we expected any different of her than this point. She was just like, that's it? That's all? Like, well, I was like, I would have well, done that. Yeah, would have done that for free, she but did. okay. She, <laughs> but it's, and I think it's becoming ever more clear why she is one of my favorite goddesses. Um, <laughs> during her night with the dwarves, Loki, being the pervy little narc he is. No. In conscientious neighborhood watch. <laughs> I love that. I love that. He shapeshifted into a fly literally on the wall to then run off to Odin to Tattletale, which, by the way, is another reason they're like Frey and Frigg. They always went to Odin with her, her issues. Do you think Odin is just like, God damn it, just, I'm trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> Can you leave me alone for five goddamn minutes? No. I mean, go, Loki, go, sh- sh- stay at the door. I mean, let me finish this. Let me finish the kids page. Kids will be kids. When do they ever stop? Tricksters no, will be tricksters. Don't. I, I just, I, I, that's always been my, like, favorite. Anytime, like, someone runs to Odin, or Odin must be, he's just like. Mm. I can just picture him taking off his glasses and just rubbing his yeah, nose. Yeah, the bridge his of the nose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his eyeglass. <laughs> and he's like. The monocle. <laughs> he's just like, did it, did it. Let me finish the page, please. Because he's addicted to knowledge. With this rune we talked cool. about tattle, tattling last week, Loki. Boundaries. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, I don't care. Oh my god, I don't care. I don't care. Just go. 
I told her to go so I could read this book. <laughs> I needed some time to myself. Oh, that's fine. Just tired Father Odin. Oh. <laughs> Exasperated beyond all That's belief. why he has to Odin sleep. <gasps> oh, makes sense. Oh. All the nonsense he has to deal with all the time. It's like dad's afternoon nap. Just don't, don't bother. No, him. just, just leave don't him alone. He's like, please, just don't. When I wake up, then we'll deal with everything. Go talk to your mother, <laughs> <laughs> who is inexplicably present from all things. <laughs> <laughs> She's busy with the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all, though? No. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so Odin, upon this news, allegedly told Loki um, to go back as a fly and distill the necklace from Freya as she slept. Uh, he tried first as she lay flat in her back, obviously couldn't reach the class. He then bites her with his nasty little fly mouth. That's just rude and uncalled for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which does prompt her to roll over, allowing him to unclass the necklace and fly away with it. He was just working the problem. There right. was a problem, Smart. and he figured it out. Right. If there's a problem, yo, he'll solve it. <laughs> oh, someone please draw Vanilla Ice in the Marvel Loki costume and send it to Ichabod. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be that'll lovely. Be, that'll be his chest tattoo. <gasps> yes. I honestly think it's a good possibility he might do it. Arms out to the side. Just holding Vanilla my nipples. Ice. <laughs> holding your nipples. Yes. yes. Oh. That's so funny. Mm. Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> After good thing this is a radio show rather than visually based. <laughs> right. Why are we ugly? <laughs> no, but then I wouldn't have to show off my tattoo. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm quite oh, literal. Like a I just love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, obviously, Freya wakes up pissed. Her new bling has been stolen. Um, and she confronts Odin over the theft. And he says that he'll only return Brisingamon to her if she curses two kings to fight for eternity or until they are slain by christened men. And she was like, bet. <laughs> easy. Easy answer. Once again, that's it? Yeah, exactly. She's like, all right. They're she was like, up for most things. Like, you guys don't even give me challenges. You just tell me to do things like it's a... Okay, fine. I'll I go do it. I was gonna do it already. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Just cross it off her list a little earlier than planned. Right. Fine. Yep. She Good happily obliged. Start. The two kings fought over for hundreds of years until the christened Lord Olaf Turgvason arrives and slays them. Perfectly done. Ooh, but we come to slut shaming since the dawn of time, which I really feel like she didn't deserve. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are we... The goddess of lust, sex, and, and love. Like, yeah. naughty, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> not to be a complete... Yeah, no, no. We're just going to go ahead. I'm not even going to say it. Okay, so <laughs> the story of the acquisition of... How do you even say that? I Nick think it's Brisingamon. Brisingamon. Well, the is... accent's on the first eye. Brisingamon. Brisingamon. Ah. Ah. They're not doing it for decoration, you know. That is very true. Unlike the necklace point. switches. Unlike the necklace switches. <laughs> it's often used as evidence for the promiscuous character of the goddess of sexuality. Which, I mean, if you had to be branded with something, a nice necklace isn't a bad way to be branded. Well, it's like right. the epitome of Viking class to be clad in jewels and riches. Why not? So while Freya may have been seen by her worshippers as a woman who enjoyed the act of making love, this is a rare example of her behavior being vehemently condemned. 
Yeah, so. Odin or nobody like in any other saga. She's been around with mortals, gods alike. This is the only singular time that like somebody's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But look at Zeus. I mean, total opposite oh spectrum. Gosh. Like, if anyone should have been slut shamed, Zeus, Poseidon, most of the should have been slut shamed. <laughs> Anyhow, this suggested that Christian um, authors were deliberately besmirching the name. Mm-hmm. Of the goddess as part of their condem- um, condemnation. Thank you. Of the old religion, which comes back to, you know, Christianity's new everything. So thanks, Christianity. Thanks for nothing. again. <laughs> <laughs> and that basically finishes it for the um, first the first episode of Freya. Obviously, there's probably not much more to say of her as an aspect, but she is in a lot of the other sagas and will come up, and so I'm glad that we got a little bit of an introduction for and her. And if you have played the uh, 2018 God of War game, Freya is one of the characters in there. Ooh. I Actually, I met the voice actress, uh, oh. the, and she loves everything about Freya. So oh, when, I was, when I was talking to her, she, she really knew. Like, she did a lot of research into the character and it's awesome. it's a really good portrayal of her too Ooh. it's pretty awesome so i need to pick that up one yeah. of these days mm-hmm. yes yes there's also a really good graphic novel called heathen and she is one of the main characters oh, in that which that is one. phenomenal yeah. that, that is really great. good it is really good she just wears one of those micro bikinis and a cape <laughs> honestly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sounds if I could brisk. get away with it, I would get away with it. <laughs> and her and Cesrumnir is like this place where the Valkyries come to like relax and take part in lesbianic things <laughs> and, <laughs> and fun times. And but they always leave because their thirst for battle is never ending. Neither is mine. Thank you. Agreed. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. But before you go. Check us out on our Instagram page, Skull Viking Podcast. That's S K A L and Skull A Viking Podcast on Facebook. I don't think anything else will come up with you when you search Skull. So give it a try. We'd love to get some interactions. Send us some comments if you have fan heart, if you want to hear certain things. Vanilla Ice is Loki, please. <laughs> Vanilla- Luke has made a request. Ooh. Yes, special. There'll be a request. prize for the person to deliver. Oh, mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a uh, necklace. A necklace forged <laughs> by dwarves. <laughs> and there's four of them Listen, and four don't of over, us. Don't, don't overpromise, all right? <laughs> don't overpromise. There'll be, be something. A picture of a necklace <laughs> that we found something. on Google Images. <laughs> Print it's it out. But don't don't underpromise out. either. Just leave it vague, all right? <laughs> Shit. Man, I'm just going to shut up. Give us some wiggle room. <laughs> uh, there may or may not be a... Pro- a prize of some sort for the first one to deliver. <laughs> we'll leave it vague and unclear. Yes. Basically Lovecraftian in nature. See? There you go. Schrodinger's prize. Yes. <laughs> it is both really awesome and really crappy. Uh, You'll right. never know until we get that drawing. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Until next time. Skull. 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 Skull.